Hello, and welcome back to the John Burt Leadership Podcast. I'm here with my guest, Dr. Mike Smith, a former first sergeant from the United States Air Force uh, Thunderbird Demonstration Squadron. We're talking about culture and how to create a legacy-inspired culture. So we're going to jump back into this sec. Dr. Mike is going to introduce us to the patch concept. Your time with the Thunderbirds, you created something called patch. Um, and it really kind of helps to define the, the culture of a group, helps to, to you know, create the culture. Uh, we call it defining it by a legacy, the legacy um, uh, defined culture versus the personality driven one. And, and so I just I love these concepts. So please tell us a little bit about Patch. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, so, again, this whole concept, it really struck me, you know, after I left the team and retired and started my corporate job, you know, it just. I, I, it was a transition, you know, going from that environment of 26 years in the military, right, where everything is, you know, organized and on point and consistent training and all of that stuff to the corporate environment where it still was, but not as much, right? A lot more leeway. Um, things weren't always as clear as they were in the military. So that's what really got me thinking about, you know, when I, when I think about the epitome of culture, right, it truly is the Thunderbirds, um, you know, as, as a member on the Thunderbirds, you know, we traveled eight months out of the year, right? So training season was four months, mid-November through mid-March. And then from mid-March through mid-November for that eight months, we spent more time with the team, with each other on the road than we did with our families. Mm -hmm. right? A regular schedule was we would leave Thursday, practice Friday, show Saturday, show Sunday, fly home Monday, work Tuesday, off Wednesday. Mm -hmm leave Thursday, practice Friday, show Saturday, show Sunday, fly home yeah. Monday, worked. so on and on and on, right? But the thing about this legacy-inspired culture is, you know, every two years, the number one pilot who is the lead pilot of the demonstration and also the commander of all the personnel on the team, they changed and rotated out every two years. So not a lot of consistency in terms of a single person staying in charge for an extended period of time to make sure there's continuity and all those sort of things. Right. But even with that commander rotating and leaving every two years being different, the team never missed a beat year after year after year for 63 years. Now air shows would go off without a hitch. And we're talking, you know, in front of a hundred thousand people every single weekend all over the world globally. Right. So what allows the enlisted people from all different backgrounds, right? From all different bases, from all different upbringings. You know, our team was truly self-sufficient, right? We had our own finance people, our own PR people, our own IT people, our own load techs, our own maintainers, our own admin. Like it was because we had to, right? Living on the road, you have to have all that support. But because of the legacy inspired culture, the history, the tradition, and the mission of the Thunderbirds to retain, recruit, and represent, right? Everyone just knew that that's what it was. From the time they applied, went through the interview process, and got hired, they knew what it meant, truly meant to be a Thunderbird, right? And everyone that's on the team wanted to be there. 
Right? Yeah. First of all, because it was the coolest job that I ever had. But secondly, yeah. aside from that, there is a very, there is a very specific mission, right? And a reason to do it that brings a lot of pride to being part of that organization. And in fact, that's what the P stands for in patches, pride. That's the first thing, right? Um, then the rest of the acronym, and I'll ask you to, to touch on some of these in your experience in a second, but the A is that attention to detail in every single area, right? You hear it all the time, right? Dot the I's and cross the T's. But in a high-performing, functioning organization, what does attention to detail look like? And as a leader, do you ever ask yourself the question, what would it mean if we didn't have it? Right. The T is teamwork that expands the entire organization, right? That interdepartmental communication, working together, collaboration, right? Not being siloed, not being separated, but being really part of the team where everyone works together for that ultimate objective and mission. The C is clarity and vision, mission, purpose, and values. And again, like you just mentioned, how as a leader do we ensure that all of our employees have clarity around those things? Because with the clarity comes engagement, awareness, attachment, pride, partnership, collaborate, like all those things that make such a powerful organization and create that legacy inspired culture. And then finally is the H is for honor, right? Representing your brand, your patch, your logo with integrity. And what does that integrity mean, right? Basically we all heard it a hundred times or a thousand times doing the right thing. Cause it's the right thing to do, especially. And even when no one's looking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned obviously the whole patch is 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 important, but this is idea that there that you have to be able to be clear about the mission and the purpose. You have to engage and inspire people into that mission. You have to have that teamwork where people are fluidly working together. How many times have we worked with companies that either in, in leadership coaching or in cultural development where you find these things are broken? You, you feel people who are disengaged, people who are just sort of floating through and don't really, you know, it's one thing not to remember every last word of a, of a mission statement, but it's another one just to be disconnected from it. And you're kind of running your own game or you don't really care anymore, but people wind up sort of retiring. We used to call it retiring in place, right? Where people are already kind of checked out, right? If you're not catching those things, if you're not you know, ensuring that people are, you know, constantly checking in with your, your employees and with, with the, with your team members, right? These things can start to happen, right? But it's a matter of making sure you catch it quickly and you make sure that you're, you're addressing it as a leader. Um, so, you know, so, so much of this, I mean, obviously the Thunderbirds is, is a, a, a fantastic organization and I've admired it since I was a kid and I went to my first air show but so many of the companies we work with have that patch. It, it relates to them as well, right? I mean, the IBMs of the world, the Apples, the, the Amazons, the Googles, they all have that patch. And it's a matter of how well do they address all five of those elements. I, I just love patch, Dr. Mike. I think that it, it you know, it's, simplistic, it, it's simple, not simplistic, but it's simple. And it, and it also is just something that every company has it or, or right. they have the patch. But it's the integration of those five elements and how well they do it, which is really the key to their overall performance and the glue that keeps those employees um, bound together. So I just, I really, I really love that. So, so we touched a little bit on this, but I want to kind of dig in. The next step is I want to dig in a little bit more about, and maybe you could take us behind the hangar door, if you will, um, to use the, the, the lingo. Uh, but the difference between motivation and inspiration, I think we all, we all understand implicitly that a leader's responsibility is to inspire. 
people to to convince them right to to go to where they want them to go to to move toward the mission of of the organization or the mission of the group but tell us a little bit about the what how you see the difference between motivation and inspiration well so a couple of things you know when we talk about um motivation and inspiration you know both of them definitely have a time and a place right motivation is truly important right but I think the problem comes into is when we start to, as leaders, rely on that as a way to keep the culture going, right? That motivation is something you have to repeatedly do, repeatedly reinforce, and repeatedly keep bringing people up, whether that's through through recognition or, you know, the barbecues or the little pep talks every Monday morning or whatever it is, which, again, extremely important and a time and place for it, but shouldn't be the basis of how we create the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things like I'm sure, you know, in the business we do, I'm sure you've been to, you know, a two or three day workshop like a Tony Robbins type or, you know, Jack Canfield, John Maxwell, something like that. All really good stuff. Right. And you leave there like truly feeling like, man, I am so ready to go out and just kick it. Right. I'm going to go out and make a difference. And you get back to your office all fired up, get in on Monday morning, straighten your desk, turn on your computer, all ready to go. And by Wednesday, just because of the daily grind, you're kind of back to where you were pre-event mm-hmm. because the motivation wears off. Yeah. Inspiration is where, because of the circumstances and the environment you're in and the type of team that's been created, the culture, right? You want to show up every single day, whether there's motivation or not as a piece of it, like, mm-hmm. you know, why you're there, you feel you belong. You understand the bigger picture and you're very clear about how your piece makes a difference and impacts the bigger picture. So that's really the difference between that motivation and inspiration. And I love this, this idea that motivation, you have to keep doing it. It's, it's like you have to one up yourself. Uh, you know, I had a, a leader one time that was talking about, you know, wanted to give everybody a coffee mug and I'm thinking, you know, Everybody has a coffee mug at this point. So what are you going to do differently? Uh, you know, you got to you got to keep stepping the game up. And that can be a bit of a dangerous cycle, right? If you mm-hmm. if you feel like you have to constantly keep doing something and, and then everybody starts to expect it. Well, I'm not going to I'm going to wait until the end of the quarter uh, because I know that they're going to give incentives to be able to get that sales target. So I'm not going to I'm not going to do my work until the end. I'm going to try to get it as close to the end. So I'll get the maximum amount of of motivation, bonus, or whatever. And, and that can be really dangerous in, in, in terms of the psyche of the, of the individual contributors if they think that they, do, they have to wait to do what they should be doing until they get some sort of a, a, a perk to, related to it. So this idea of, of inspiring people so that every single moment of every single day, they're on the clock. They're constantly thinking about that, that mission and what their, what their specific um, you know, part and contribution is going to be. And that's what, you know, they talk about this idea that how do you know that some, somebody is truly inspired? And that is that, you know, they're, they're those types of things that they'll be doing when nobody else is looking. Mm-hmm. That inspiration is the motivation people you'll do what you need to do when people are looking and rewarding you. But the inspiration comes when you do the, when you, and you start to do those things that you no need to get done, but you don't have to have anybody looking over your shoulder. It's you internally that's driving your own performance. Yeah. And if I could, I, I love that real quick. Um, you know, again, I just want to reiterate that, that the motivation piece, like those, those seminars, workshops, retreats, extremely valuable 
and extremely important. So I'm not minimizing those by any way because they are definitely important and a key part of growth and development. We all learn so much when we go to there. But again, to make that concept, right, the foundation and the base of the culture, um, like you said, it could be pretty dangerous. And, you know, we talk about, you know, inspiration, right? This thing we call behind the hangar doors, right? So that's even the same thing within an organization, right? Inside the walls of the organization, behind the hangar doors at the Thunderbird hangar, whatever we want to call it. You know, just to give you a little story, our maintainers on the team, when they would take the panels off of the jet to work on the engine, to work on the smoke oil tubes, whatever they were doing, hydraulics. When you put the panels back on and screw in all the bolts again that hold it on, then they would have to go by hand with a little paintbrush and put white paint on every single bolt that they took out, right? To make sure it was all covered and painted. We wow. never had to ask them to do that. They just knew that come show day, that Saturday morning when the crowd show up and those red, white, and blue jets are parked in a line across there, they've got to, got to, must. They must look the part and be ready to impress and represent the hardworking men and women of the military that every day do that attention to detail, deploy, support, right? All those kinds of things. So even just something as simple as that, you never had to ask. Very tedious work. Took yeah. a lot of time, but they didn't care. They'd just be as happy as they could be just because they knew what the end result of touching up every single one of those would provide. Wow. I mean, that's just, that's a fascinating story, Dr. Mike. Thank you. Uh, the As we get, dig a little bit deeper into this um, legacy-inspired versus personality-driven uh, cultures, I, I think back about the Apple story. Remember, Steve Jobs was a bit of an icon, right? The, you know, Apple was Steve Jobs when he first started the company, and it was very personality, almost cult-driven type of company. And when Steve Jobs left and then he came back, he was really focused on his legacy, the legacy of the company. And I, I just think that's a great, you know, it, within one company, within a, a couple of cycles, you see something that that's, was driven and growth was built upon the personality of the man. Um, or the the leader, and then the 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 he he basically came to this understanding that that Apple's legacy was much more important than maybe his own contribution. And how do you make sure that you you leave that lasting legacy? And Apple is today. Tim Cook is the CEO and is a fantastic CEO, but he's not nearly that cult like figure that Steve Jobs was. Um, right. and, and even my time with IBM, right? The all the CEOs I I worked under three different. CEOs while I was there. And all of them had that same, they all had egos. They were all, you know, brilliant leaders in their own right, all had different strategies that they were trying to deploy, but they all understood their responsibility, the weight of the responsibility of being a CEO of IBM. And you were only the, you know, the, the sixth or the seventh CEO of that company ever. And you're, you're leading this iconic brand. And you really felt it in the way that they spoke about it, that they felt that obligation that weighed at their shoulders while they were trying to differentiate us and make sure that we were still competitive in the market. It was a, it was a different feeling. But, uh, you know, so I, I like this in, legacy inspired. It, it, it also connects with uh, some, one of the values of, you know, having that mindset of duty right? versus mm-hmm. entitlement as, as a leader. You get promoted and you finally get the CEO chair just to find out that you you have this responsibility that may have been pretty heavy um, for you to just make sure that you're 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 maintaining that that great legacy of the company while you're trying to make it be competitive in the marketplace.
Another great segment with Dr. Mike Smith, uh, former first sergeant for the United States Air Force Thunderbirds Demonstration Squadron. A fantastic uh, discussion with regard to the patch concept, which uh, Dr. Mike and the Thunderbirds use to uh, to uh, maintain the legacy-inspired culture of the Thunderbirds. We also had Dr. Mike uh, talk us through the, uh, or take us behind the hangar doors to talk about motivation versus inspiration and how inspiration is is the uh, best approach in terms of creating the sustained uh, momentum within the organization. This is the second of three episodes with regard to in creating a legacy-inspired culture. I welcome you to, if you haven't listened to the first segment, to the first episode, please go back and have a listen. Uh, and also listen to the third episode uh, where we will be taking this conversation a little bit further in terms of the the, the microcultures of culture and how a can-do, will-do, and must-do um, cultural foundation are important for any organization. 